Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, and half orcs and gnomes and wizards and all sorts of fantasy creatures. Welcome to RNG PC. We are a Dungeons and Dragons podcast, unlike any other D and D podcast. There is no long, drawn out campaign here. We are creating random PCs that have fleshed out backstories. We are all about the storytelling and role playing aspects of the game. My name is Nathan, and this is my co-host Jake. How's it going? Uh, I didn't realize we were going to be introducing and welcoming in all of the different races today. I yeah, did. Yeah, I was not expecting that. You caught me off guard. I was. <laughs> I, was I had to hold in a laugh to not uh, mess up the audio for your. I, yeah. I gotta switch it up. Gotta switch it up. Yeah, I, uh, yeah. It's real. And pretty, pretty soon, I'm gonna start ending every podcast like the Truman Show, and I'm gonna say good morning, after good afternoon, and good night, or whatever the hell he says. Wow, now you spoiled it. Sorry, spoilers. People don't. Have, well, I mean, not not a Truman Show of the podcast. People don't have to listen to the end now to know what you're gonna say. Well, he says it like nine times throughout the. Oh wait, I'm talking about the podcast. I'm talking about the podcast. You spoiled the podcast. Sorry, I'm being a bad co-host by not listening to anything that you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm just saying, you know, I usually listen to podcasts thinking, man, what are they going to sign off with today? <laughs> the sign off's the most important part. Yeah, that's, my, what, it, that's what everyone <laughs> shows up for. Yeah, dude. They just want it to be over. Sweet, I can stop doing this now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, jeez. Well, All right, man, so how have you been since last week? Anything new? See anything? Um, um, no, there's a few more spider webs on my balcony, which is right outside my window. So nice, nice. Yeah, I need to dust. I that. feel like I saw an Instagram D and D thing the other day that I thought was interesting, but uh, didn't make note of it, so I'm not gonna talk about it. Wow, that's a Ready great to dive story. In? Yeah, <laughs> I know it's not gonna get any better than that riveting story I just told. <laughs> I would say All you right. should tell that at parties, but we're not going to parties right now, so. Yeah. Yeah, sad day. Okay, but I'll put it in my back pocket for when. Yes, for when that'll parties. be the ice breaking story at the at the the first party back out. It's probably the only. So time guys, I'm... you won't believe it. When I was in quarantine, I saw this thing on Instagram. What'd you do? <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, so it's your week to make a character, correct? Yes, um, it's my week to make a character. You marked down some things and then just see them on Instagram. I did. Um, I have notes. Okay. Well, what did you bring to the table? All right, so I typically, I feel like every week I start with background because I just feel like that is a solid way to just start. It's a good building block, I feel like, good sure. foundation. Sure, you don't have to So I was looking at all the back, what was that? I said you don't have Sorry. to explain yourself to me, it's fine. Oh, <laughs> I'm explaining myself to our listeners. Oh. That makes background. sense. Yeah, that totally makes <laughs> sense because, you know, who knows, this might be someone's first episode. Yeah, you have to act like everything is someone's first. Anyway, so I... <laughs> I chose the background of Monster Hunter because I really, this week, wanted to create a bona fide badass. I really hope that the things that we roll and the, some of the random randomization of this character solidifies what I want this week. Because I really want to just create like the badass of the groups. Because I, I think that's the easiest character to jump into. I, I, for, the, for someone's first character, I think a badass is just the most straightforward. You know, I mean, a barber. I, I, I don't disagree, but I think that is the male, like, end of that spectrum, right? The male, oh, maybe, extroverted, yeah. like, yeah, I want to come in, I want to hit something really hard, like, yeah, something wrong with that. You, you are also correct in that it is a lot easier to cast battle axe than it is to figure out how casting fireball works because you swing, you roll your dice, and you're swinging. There you go. It's like yep. spells. Spells can be complicated and usually can scare people. So. Yeah, I, I mean, I 
I'm really glad that my first character wasn't like a wizard or a sorcerer or whatever and having to keep track of spell slots and all that nonsense, Um, which granted is the more, um, like, the finer details of the D&D. Sure. Um, But still, I wanted to create something this week that when you take this character and bring it into an actual campaign, the finer details are relatively easy, and that's... That was kind of my motivation behind this. Yeah, and I think what this will allow us to do as well is with... I agree those badass characters are fun and easy to step into as far as, like, the actual how it works in the, like, dynamic of the game and the dice you roll and all of that stuff. But I think what so often gets left behind, usually, and I'm sure you could kind of speak to this and you kind of have before with your first character, is we'll flesh out that background now. We'll figure out what, what makes him that way or them or her or it that way so that it it feels more real and isn't just oh i'm just this big brooding whatever you know here i am gonna hit you like no it's like why and uh yeah that allow it to be just as much fun role-playing as it is when you're killing things so definitely um and that's what we're here to do right make these characters uh multi-layered yeah so what is um, what is the monster hunter background why is why is that the one you went with so the monster hunter background um it's got kind of a couple paragraphs that explain it um, but there's a couple different routes you can go. Um, you can be just someone who hunts monsters to be a trophy taker. You know um, how to skin your prey and how to get the most out of them to sell for money. So you have a, it's kind of like a business thing that you do. It's just something that you're good at okay. and you know how to make a profit off of it. Um, uh, you could also be someone who just naturally is a good hunter. They have great senses. They can track things. They can, uh, find traps and uh, dungeons easily and stuff like that. Um, nice. But, yeah, so... Okay, cool. So then we, we can delve into what exactly it needs to be or what fits better with the background once we get into all the different pieces. So what else did you bring uh, besides that background? Okay. So I was inspired last week by you bringing an item of value or like a trinket of some sort, so I also wanted to look into that. Okay. And I'm bringing an item... That is described as a journal that details the great adventures of a hero that you have never heard of, complete with vivid descriptions of nonsensical creatures and terms, all written in messy handwriting, but with impressive diction. Diction? Yeah, so just like, it, it's messy handwriting and all that kind of stuff, but the, the verbiage and the words that are used, Oh, okay. So I'm pretty sure that's what diction means. I, I'm not a. I'm, I mean, as much as I consider myself a writer, I think all words are made up. So I don't. I, don't know <laughs> I mean, are they not? They are. But <laughs> <laughs> time's not real. What? Um. <laughs> um. Okay. So it doesn't really have any magical prowess to it. It's just kind of like a little thing he has. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yep. It doesn't do anything. It's not. It has. Doesn't like. Like yours gives you a four d six or whatever it did yeah, last yeah, yeah, week. Yeah. Um, this is just a journal. That this person carries, so my thought process behind this is that it's going to mean something. Okay. This is somehow going to tie to yeah. the backstory. That's interesting. I like that. That's fun. Awesome. Um, then I also wanted to bring a flaw, because I really like... my The character I made last also had two flaws, and I really enjoyed that, because I just feel like it gives you different answers to different sure. situations. Um, so I brought a flaw, which is I have trouble keeping my true feelings hidden. My sharp tongue lands me in trouble. So if he doesn't like it, you're going to know it. <laughs> okay. Which is pretty dope. It's just like, why are you still talking? Please stop. Mm-hmm. Before I 
punch you in the mouth or so, whatever I mean, the case may be. That kind of just talks to he's not very uh, personable. He's not like a person that necessarily... He's not a politician. Correct. So Correct. You know, he's not going to be somebody that holds long conversations with you, per se. Yes. Um, okay. All right. So I brought a couple more things. <laughs> I also wanted to decide on the race this week, mostly okay. because I wanted to use a specific voice that I feel like I'm pretty decent at. Okay. Um, so I chose a half-orc. Okay. Um, I didn't choose a full orc because when I was reading the orc description, they are just like the cliche, violent. Yeah. Always, they, it literally says in the description like they're always looking for elves, dwarves, and human people to just like eliminate. Yeah. They're just very violent and very one-dimensional, at yeah. least from the initial reading. So I was like, I'm gonna make a half orc. I feel like sure. it's just more yeah. more depth there. That makes sense. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. 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 Because it gives you some of that broodingness, but then a little bit of the humanity, which comes from yeah the mix of it. So. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and then I also wanted to make, I brought a class okay. with me. Uh, I wanted to be a barbarian. We haven't, um, we haven't again, made one of those yet, have we? Okay. Correct, we have not. Okay. That was one of my motivations as to why I chose barbarian. And the other one, like I mentioned earlier, is that a barbarian is just pretty easy to play yeah. in a campaign. There's not a lot of uh, complexity to spell slots or anything like that. Um, my first character was a barbarian. I'm happy it was. Uh, it was a good intro to the game, so I wanted to create a barbarian this week. That yeah, that makes sense, especially since um, you know what you kind of wanted to focus on, um, <clears throat> with the idea of just being a character somebody can just pick up and run with as their first character. Um, the one question I'll ask about that is: Did you think about any of the the paths, the different background, or like the different uh, subsets within Barbarian that you wanted to go with? Oh no, I forgot about that. Okay, well, I mean, if um, we want, we can just roll on it at some point and see if that gives us anything. If not, we can just yeah. Yeah, I'm not looking at Barbarian right now, but was isn't one of the doesn't a barbarian have a path that they can go that's, like, nature-driven in a sense or something like that? Um, <clears throat> I'm looking at them. There's the Ancestral Guardian, Battle Rager. There's Beast, but that's from Unearthed Arcana, so it's not necessarily um, canon, uh, but we could use it. Uh, there's Berserker. There's Juggernaut, uh, Storm Herald, Totem Warrior. There's Wild Soul, which is also, though, Unearthed Arcana, and then Path of Zealot. Um, I think I think it might just be fun to kind of roll on, on I mean, I don't know, to, to randomize it and see if it, it helps us at all. Yeah, we can figure that out if we need to Okay. when we get there. Um, and then two more things. I know I've brought well, like six things with me today. But <laughs> you, got a, you got a lot on the table. Yeah, I was having fun. I was like, okay, pump the brakes. There has to be some randomization to this. <laughs> um, I brought a name because names don't matter. And we spent 20 minutes talking about names in my last episode. Names, so, names are what people call you. <laughs> names aren't real they're made up words <laughs> okay um, what's the name omog wow. because half orcs if yeah. he's named by an orc they're yeah. very consonant driven sure this very hard aggressive couple consonant a uh, couple syllable words I will, so he's just omog i will say this though i did call my grandma oma growing up so that sounds similar to that so i don't know how hard that is, I think it's like, is that Polish? Well, if you say Oma with your jaw pushed forward in a deeper voice, it's like Omog. Sure, or it's Omog. Nope, that's how a stupid human would say it, you stupid human. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining like an 80s sitcom now, they're like, Omog, and he just uh, uh, hands up, oh, and then it's... <laughs> looks at the studio audience yeah, and they all laugh. And then, come back next week, see if Omog skins another cat. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Yep. Sounds and, about right. And then is there anything else? There is one more thing. But boom. But wait, Shh. there's more. Thanks, Billy Mays. But wait, there's more. All right. What else we got? 
Personality traits. I brought a personality traits. Okay. I feel tremendous empathy for all who suffer. I'm I'm curious why you brought that. Because I I have a plan for this character in my brain. I'm going to admit okay. to that. Okay. But it all could get uh, screwed. And my okay. initial plan, I'll give you a quick spark note, is that he became a monster hunter because a lot of innocent and small children in his village that he came from were ravaged by a monster. So he feels empathy for people who don't have the strength to defend themselves, whether that's from people or um, monsters, because they all can be monsters if you really think about it. And um, that's what made him become a monster hunter. He wants to rid the world of monsters, whether that means they stand on two legs or they have nine eyes. Wow. Deep. I like it. Yeah. Okay. All right, cool. So then, uh, yeah. That's what I want to happen. We'll see what happens. Okay. Yeah. But. Well, I mean, it, it could work out. Or, I mean, we could even get it to a point where it, 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 we find more depth within that, which is already, you know, a pretty good backstory of some sort. Um, okay, cool. Well, then before we start trying to define any of that too, too in detail, uh, what did you want to roll on? So we can start getting okay. some, some different, I don't know ideas yeah so the stuff i want to roll on is the personality trait ideal bond and flaw that are under the monster hunter background okay on the D wiki okay um so this person's gonna have two personality traits um which again i feel like having two flaws and two personality traits just a good way to figure out how a character is going to react in different kinds of situations yeah um so so yeah, that's what I want to roll on for those. Then obviously the stats are going to be rolled on. Yeah. And then I think after we roll on those things, we discuss the normal things that make sense um, mm-hmm. between you and I. The motivation of the character, any allies, organizations they have, uh, what they look like, things of that nature. Okay. So. Cool. Well then, uh, yeah, why don't you, what do you want to roll on first? Uh, so I'll roll on the personality trait of the um, Monster Hunter background. Which there are eight of them, so I'm going to roll my trusty little D8. Let's see here. And I rolled a two. Okay. Two says, I have pursued and immersed myself in the habits of my quarry so often that I have adopted some of their behaviors. Ooh. So he's kind of becoming a monster himself. Yeah. Is that what quarry means? Quarry (laughs) is like the thing you're hunting. Ah. Oh. Right? I could be wrong. Tell me if I'm wrong. Uh. I'm finding out right meow when I'm making noise to fill the void. It's a. We're just here to fill the void. So it says it's a noun. It's a place, typically a large, deep pit with stone or other materials. You know that's not what that means in that context. Damn it. (laughs) I have pursued this mining facility so much that I've become more like this mining facility. I am nothing but rubble. So, yeah, you know what? I think you're right. I think it just means the people How or the persons that you're surrounded with. Why are you struggling to Google this word? I Googled it, dude. Look at hunting. Oh, it also There's is known hunting. as an animal yeah. pursued by a hunter, hound, predatory mammal, or bird of prey. I'm proud of you. I'm glad a we're all A thing or person today. that is chased or sought. Yeah. Man. Okay, so I'm becoming an animal. Wait till I teach you how to use Google Images. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so it's, it's, you know, it's become... You know what they say, dude. Do you know what they say? I mean, people say a lot of things, especially nowadays. He who makes a beast of himself 
gets rid of the pain of being a man. <laughs> I think that's, I think that's just short enough for us to not have to worry about being like ceased and assisted by Avenged Sevenfold. Dude, they're not doing shit. If they listen to our podcast, they're really bored. <laughs> if you are, hi, welcome, Matt Shadows, big fan. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so yes, yeah, so he's he's becoming more animalistic in his ways um, and more familiar with the bat country, if we will. <laughs> I forgot the name of that song. It's bat country. So I'm really glad that you remembered. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now that we've found out that personality trait and done some Googling into uh, what quarry means. Um, what's next? What else did you want to roll on? So I want to roll on the um, bond, or yeah, bond of the monster hunter. Um, yep, background words. I can't read and talk at the same time. So there's six bonds under the monster hunter background. So I'm gonna roll my d6, and I rolled a three. So my bond is, my hunter allies are as friend and family to me as my own flesh and blood, and I will never abandon them. Okay. So that kind of goes to the empathy thing, right? It kind of feeds into that he, he those he cares about, he cares about very strongly. Yeah, which is awesome because then that means this character should hypothetically fit well in a group dynamic, and there shouldn't be a lot of inner turmoil amongst a group. You say that. You hope. You hope. <laughs> um, the, the one thing I would say is it's probably, I think if I'm playing this character, it's it's kind of like, okay, having, I mean, and again, this is just an idea, but like having a moment where each, especially if you're starting off and you don't have any connection with other people right away, it's what is, what did, what do they do to earn that from you, right? Yeah, I, I agree. I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. Like it's, and, have- and it could be just one thing, right? Oh, they went out of their way and like they... I mean, maybe he values, like, determination or something. But, yeah, we can figure that out um, <clears throat> once we have all of the pieces and see how this puzzle fits. All right. Ideal is next. That's another D6. Okay. Uh, this is where we're going to get at least an insight onto um, his alignment. So roll that bad boy. That's a four, um, which four is called trophy. It's an achievement to bring down these beasts, and I deserve to display my triumphs. And that is described as chaotic. Okay, okay. So, he he seems... Uh, I'm, are you familiar with Craven, the hunter, at all from Spider-Man? Uh, nope. In any way, shape, or form? He, nope. Okay, well, he reminds me a little bit of the, of that kind of, like... Art. So, Craven is, like, a, a this classic, like, safari hunter that hunted all these giant trophy animals and all of this shit. Um, and literally has a vest made out of a lion's head <clears throat> that he wears. And he just kind of got bored of hunting all these beasts, so he started hunting superheroes. <laughs> oh. And so like that's his, like he's, I think, one of the few, if not only, villains to actually successfully kill and figure out who Spider-Man was and kill Peter Parker. Um, oh, wow. Yeah. And then he felt so bad about it that he then tried to be Spider-Man for a little bit. <laughs> um, so, but like, that's his whole thing is like, he is just, he's in it for the thrill of the hunt. He likes to show off what he's done. It's all about this like very, yeah, look at me. Look what I, so like, I think what this, I, the, the ideal also helps us figure out kind of what he looks like, because I mean, would he not be covered in the, his trophies in the things? He oh, would, he totally would. Yeah. He'd have so, a tooth necklace. That's what definitely. you went to. The, of, of all the, th- like, 
I'm thinking like his actual pants or like the vet, like his whole attire. Um, oh, I was just I was just getting started, dude. Okay. Uh, Obviously, he also has like maybe he replaced <laughs> his own half orc tusks with the tusks of a creature he killed. Oh, Jesus! Just ripped that there bitch out and better. shoved it into his gums. <laughs> okay, well, well, you don't have to do that. You can just like kind of make it so like it goes over the top or like oh, like a, a cap. Yeah. <laughs> like just a grill, you know? Like well, grills aren't real. People just put them oh, over. Dude. Rob the Julie Storm, tell him get me a grill. <laughs> we have a D&D uh, grill coming at you. Yeah, dude. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So that's that's the ideal. So he's a little chaotic. Um, what else did you want to roll on? Uh, his second flaw. Okay. Which is going to align with, again, the Monster Hunter background. There are six of them once more, so I'll once more roll my D6. I rolled a four. Oh, it's a word I don't, I'm not confident in how to pronounce. Avarice gets the better of me from time to time, swelling my anger at the negotiating table. I'm going to say that sounds like it's a person's name, but it's probably not. Extreme yep. greed. Ah, that's a fancy that word <clears throat> there. Okay, so I can... So, some swelling my anger at the negotiating table. So, I don't tell. Let me know if you disagree, but I think that that means that if I am offered something that I don't think is fair, I'm gonna get angry about it. Yes, I I I think that I think that is how he views it, and the thing though with that is I think his how he views valuable things to him is probably skewed slightly right yeah because that that helps make this a little bit more of a cumbersome flaw if like oh okay well the going rate for dragon scales is this well you don't understand this dragon was doing this this and this and this and so he probably makes i mean again doesn't have to be but a way he could do that is like he puts this the the actual beast itself and what it was doing and the story and all of that into it more than just like, oh, it's not just about these material things. It's about what I had to do to get them, right? Yeah. And th- that could just be one reason why he does that. But, like, it, it, your your first statement is correct. I think what, what could be fun is if we then dive into why does he so often find that what he is getting offered as unfair or undervalued or something. Okay. And so it's it's... It's kind of just trying to help define that. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Okay, cool. Um, was there anything else you wanted to roll on? I, I kind of marked down if you wanted to roll on that class subset. Again, we don't have to. Um, just like kind of looking at them. I know like the totem one. It, it kind of those go into more of what you can do within the class of barbarian. Um, and it's you know it's not it's not huge. I mean the totem one talks more about like it's the spiritual journey. Um, and yeah. there's animals as spirit guides, and then you have Berserker, which is the one just, you know, you're generally a more angry person. Um, and, like, that's that's all it would kind of give us. We don't have to uh, go into this if you don't want to. Um, if you feel like we have enough here, we can just move into, I think it's stats next, right? Yeah, I think we have enough here because okay. all of these things, in my opinion, uh, just kind of dictate how you play your character in combat. For the okay. most part, sure. So I think I think we're good. Yeah, and then it allows the whoever wants to pick it up to give a little bit of their own spice to it, right? And figure out which of these paths they would like to go to. Um, yep. With with the barbarian, because yeah, the, it does give you different perks within uh, battling. Yeah, and you've got a while to figure it out, don't you? Don't th- don't things come to play at like level ten? Nope. 
Or not all of them? Level oh. three. Oh, shit. Third level. Yeah, three levels to figure it out. Good luck. <laughs> uh, yeah. And we'll and see what, what can kind of be fun with that is, again, we could figure out, okay, so if you pick this character up at level one, because not everyone starts at level one. Some people do start already at level three or level five where you start getting more, like, fun stuff. But if you yeah. do decide to pick this character up right at level one, these paths could be something you're trying to figure out as you're going. And something happens in the first few levels on one of your first few adventures or missions or things that happen that is like, oh, I came across this totem when we were out there, blah, blah, blah. So now I want to be of this totem or thing. Or, or you know, just like now that I'm out there with a group, like I'm getting really angry. Or like there's there's other complexity to it. But yeah, I think yeah. it could be a fun thing to figure out as the person playing it. For sure. I agree. Okay, cool. Um, do you want to just bang these stats out? Yeah, let's bang them out. Bang them out. Um, I want to get rid of the lowest number this week. Get rid of the lowest so like, number? Okay. Like normal. Yep. Like normal. So 46, right? Yep. What are you rolling first? Strength. Cool. I want an actual big one for this. Uh, I rolled a 1, 2, 3, and a 6. Great. So that's Nine. that's pretty good, actually. Yeah. No, it's not good. I lied. Matt's bad. Mm-hmm. Yep, oh, it's, Nine. No, it's 11. Wait, you said... Oh, it was 11. Yeah, because there's the 2. I just did the 6 and the 3. Plus, yeah, two plus three is five plus six is eleven. Yes. Okay. So strength <laughs> of eleven, um, and then I'm going to. If you're okay with this, do you want to just meet in the middle? I'll start at the bottom, and you start at sure. the top, and then I'll meet, I'll meet in the middle. Okay. So I'm rolling charisma. Oh, that fell off the table. Oh, this is good. Holy shit! <laughs> I rolled a four, and then a six, and a six. And a six. Wow. <laughs> so it's an 18. Jeez, oh, Pete. The highest you can roll. Wow. Um, All right. Um, yep. <laughs> we'll see how that goes. Uh, dexterity coming up next. I rolled a two, a two, a three, and a six. So get rid of one of these twos, and I rolled another nine. Or 11. 11. Another 11. Oh, my God. 11 for dex. All right. I'll, I'll roll wisdom on my apparently loaded dice. Jesus, quit falling off the table. Okay, this is not as good. Um, I rolled a 2, a 3, a 4, and a 5. So that is 9 as a 12. Right? Yeah, it's a 12 for wisdom. Alright, alright, alright. Constitution. I rolled a 1, a 1, a 5, and a 4. So I rolled a straight 10. It's got normal okay. constitution. Normal constitution. Okay. And I will roll the last one of intelligence. Everything stayed on the table this time. And it's really... Okay. So uh, we got a 2, a 5, a 5, and a 6. So I got 16. Wow. Yes, sir. Maybe, maybe I should have made a different character with these <laughs> stats. Um, it, it definitely... So, I mean, again, with this, it, it's not that he's not... It's not that he's weak. He's just not super strong. Um, he's not very physically uh, driven. He's very book smart and very charismatic. I'm That's so dumb. I'm, I'm not a fan. I'm apparently just better at rolling d sixes than you are. But so, but what is so? Think about it. What does that mean? That doesn't necessarily mean he can't be still a monster hunting barbarian. It means that he decided. Probably okay. So, is there anything else we want to figure out before we start trying to go into this this story at all? No, because these stats make me mad, so I want to figure that out. <laughs> okay, so think about it. If you want to have this backstory of 
something came into his village and destroyed all these people and all these things, and so he decided he wanted to go and be this hunter. He probably is aware that he's not the most physically inept at this, so he decides instead to dive into, or, okay, hang on, let me finish this thought, and then I'll go into the next one. <laughs> he decides to dive into the research of it and figuring out, okay, I'm going to go into a fight, and I'm going to go into hunting these things and have a plan. And have something so well thought out and traps set up and all of this shit that it just, it becomes like playing chess or something for him. To the point where these dumb beasts out in the woods that are just destroying things and are just these evil, you know, things of of nature that are coming in and hurting people. I'm going to set up such a, a trap and a thing for them that they just fall into it and it's just easy. I don't have to worry about beating the shit out of them. I don't have to worry about being as physical with them. He can be because he's still able to and he probably... It's kind of almost more of like a Batman tactic to it, right? Where it's like Batman, sure, has physical attributes to him that make him strong, but Batman also knows he can't fight Superman. That's why he builds the fucking suit with kryptonite and all of that shit to the point where he's like, I'm going to use what I have, which is my intelligence and my ability to be able to come at them knowing, um, doing like some kind of background research. Um, And then with the charisma, the one thing I was going to say is, what if the monster that came into his city and all of this, and you kind of talked about this even when you said it, right? It's like, oh, people can be monsters and, and all of this. What if it wasn't just a physical beast from out in the woods? <laughs> what if it was a, a some sort of, I don't know, I'm trying to think of a humanoid like monster thing that would come into a town and just ravage it. Maybe it's like a succubus or something that's like, it, it, it's a, a demon or a fiend that came in and manipulated people and slowly just drained them of life. And then by the time they realized that it was too late or well, maybe it got away and he's now trying to hunt it down. So, like, he he himself is – his terrain that he's hunting in isn't necessarily out in the woods, but it's in the cities. It's in these – like, he's okay. trying to find more humanoid, like, predators, which, again, would just mean, okay, so that's why he uses his – he's so charismatic because he's he is interacting with people. And, I mean – I think it's still fine that he has trouble keeping his uh, true feelings hidden um, because his sharp tongue lands him in trouble. Maybe, you know, that he uses that to his advantage. Like, he upsets people. I mean, I don't know. What do you think? What are your thoughts with these stats? Um, yeah, so let's let's just let's just recap real quick. So we got a lot here. We do. Um, so let me just go through do go through do a quick recap. Um, so this character has the Monster Hunter background. He has an item with him that is going to tie into the backstory somehow, and it, and um, it is a journal that details the great adventures of a hero that you have never heard of, complete with vivid descriptions of nonsensical creatures and terms, all written in messy handwriting but with impressive diction. Um, he has one flaw or two flaws. Um, they are: I have trouble keeping my true feelings hidden. My sharp tongue lands me in trouble, as well as. Avarice gets the better of me from time to time, swelling my anger at the negotiating table. Um, He is a half-orc. He is a barbarian. Uh, He has two personality traits. First one being, I feel tremendous empathy for all who suffer. And the other one is, I have pursued and immersed myself in the habits of my quarry so often that I have adapted some of their behaviors. He has a bond that is, my hunter allies are are, um, are as friend and family to me as my own flesh and blood, and I will never abandon them. And then lastly, his ideal is that he's a trophy hunter. Um, it's an achievement to bring down these beasts, and I deserve to display my triumphs, which is a chaotic alignment. Um, so, all of that, plus these stats, you've calmed my nerves a little bit, I'll admit. <laughs> Good. Um, so, it hel- that's what I'm here to do. 
it helps that I added the um, half orc stat adds, so he gets plus two to strength and plus one to dex. So he really has a 13 strength and a 12 dex, which is an easier pill for me to swallow. Um, but I like the idea of him being the chess player of the battlefield, like a like a Sherlock Holmes slow down motion. I'm gonna punch mm-hmm. him in the chest and knock his wind out. Then I'm gonna dislocate his jaw, and it's yeah. like as he's doing things, it's very calculated, um, which isn't as like grunt and brunt of a badass as I was imagining when I was wanting to create this character, but sure. still a badass nonetheless. Yeah. Well, the one thing I'll add to just is. For charisma, because again, I'm, I'm trying to just make sense of the charisma and intelligence. Charisma doesn't just play into the like being suave. It, intimidation. His intimidation is super high. That, That's right. That you're also right. plays into that. So just keep that in mind too. Okay. Um, so I still, I mean, it's, I mean, someone can be learned and still not know how to control their emotions, right? Like, I mean, oh, yeah. um, what the hell is that Matt Damon and Robin Williams movie? Goodwill Hunting. Yeah, Good Will Hunting. Matt Damon, Matt Damon's character is super smart, but has like no control over his emotions. Yeah. So it's just like he can still be this person who's intelligent and understands the one thing that he gets, which is he spent so much time learning how to hunt these monsters that that's his thing. That's his niche. He's great at it. He understands it. He can talk about it at a very high level, but he still just has this stuff that's bottled up inside that he's mm-hmm. never dealt with and doesn't know how to deal with that he can get real angry. He can lash out. Yeah. Um, so I guess then the question I'll ask is, do we want to not necessarily like directly specify only one type of thing, but when we say monsters, I think we have a chance to potentially add some value and help flesh out the backstory if it is a more specific type of monster, right? It's not just like any creature in the world that potentially could hurt somebody right no it's yep. okay what what kind of monster do we think would be fun that he either specifies in that like maybe is like his like uh, uh like a moby dick type thing right where it's like yeah. what's his gr- what great white his white whale. whale yeah like what what is something but it doesn't have to be a specific like it could just be the one monster that got away that did destroy his village that he's always trying to find and that's why he's hunting this specific type but it could even just be dragons right he could just oh i fucking hate dragons dragon came to town burned all this so i always hate dragons and sure there's the one dragon i want to find but anything with i mean that that could be a thing or it could be a <clears throat> even more like broad of like oh werewolves or were creatures yeah. you know the one of them came into my town and destroyed everything so i never trust a were creature and because okay. in, in D&D, there's a lot of different were-creatures. It's not just wolves. You can have a were-bear, a were-pig, a were-rat, a were-earth-a-boar. But, like, th- there's all different types of... All that goddamn were-bacon. <laughs> Is but, it even real bacon? This doesn't taste prob- real. Probably not. Probably probably tastes more <laughs> like human, because they're still technically Ooh. a humanoid creature. I hear we're tough. <clears throat> i don't want to know what kind of reddit threads you're on it's fine um but yeah so i mean i think that could help us kind of figure out then what that backstory is if if, which way if we want to work from the idea of oh what would be a fun creature to hunt or if we want to work from what was the incident in his town either way we can answer that question of what is his monster what is his white yeah i agree and i do think we should make that decision however comma I'm going to say that I'm going to take a step down from my soapbox and admit that my experience within the world of D&D and the monsters within it is like I could maybe name a, a monster, like five monsters. 
Okay. Off the top of my head. What are they? So I want. Oh. <laughs> no, okay. okay. No. No. It's fine. What were you gonna say? <laughs> I want you to make that. I want you to make that decision. You're just a little more. Okay. Um, so, I. It, you're just a little more sure. aware and words. Sure. Well, the, the, the I'll I'll then ask a few more questions. I'll try and make a BuzzFeed quiz out of this, where I'll ask you questions, and then at the end I'll tell you your results. Okay, um, let's do it. Bang um, it out. Do you want it to be something that is a humanoid or seen more as a beast? Uh, more as a beast. More as a beast. Okay. Do you want it to be something that in itself has any sort of intelligence to it? Um, yes, that's why I had to learn and uh, become smarter than it. Okay, and do you want it to be, do you want this creature to have been something that got away, or in that he is still hunting it individually, or that it is something that now he just hates all types of that? Um, for the purpose of a big old story arc, I like one individual okay. creature. Which which still can mean, you know, again, that he, he doesn't trust any of the other ones, and anything along the way he definitely will, you know, take out and... and also seen it's almost like they're all practice right they're all something yeah. that he's building up to okay um do you want it to be something that could potentially be a big huge overarching big bad of some sort or is it more of like oh okay this is just kind of a side quest like does that make sense does that question make sense big bad okay um I mean, even just from those, it really just sounds like you would like a dragon <laughs> you would like to have okay. it be a because it they they are very smart, and the older they get, the more cunning they are, and they they plan and they have all of these like types of grand schemes in themselves, depending on the type of dragon. Um, so, and I, and I don't think that's. I mean, sure, it's Dungeons and Dragons, so maybe it's a little cliche to have this big bad dragon be the thing he's trying to hunt. But you can. There's all different ways you can play with that. Yeah, we don't have to define it, it here, but I mean through the spectrum of the chromatic dragons, depending on if it's red, blue, or uh, there's white or green, like they all have different motivations usually and, yeah. and and with how they'll try and spread their own form of, whether it's chaos or rule. Um, and I also really like the idea of him giving side-eye to dragon morns. Yep, that could be part like, of he, it. I don't, think, I don't think he'll necessarily hate them or be straight up rude to them, but I think he's going to have a level of distrust with them. So if there's one in the group, there's going to be more barriers that they're going to have to tear down together. Sure. And and then the thing we can do here also is the older and the more powerful a dragon becomes, they have been known to be able to shapeshift into humans or different Ooh. types of uh, uh, humanoid-like creatures. So you could have it even where... Again, maybe uh, if we want to go into that into the backstory, like oh, this you know salesperson came into town or something, and uh, blah blah blah. But then it was actually this dragon or blah, like so. I think, I think it's fun that it's this big bad that came into town, destroyed this town, and then motivated him to learn as much as he could about dragons, and that's why he is so intelligent. That's who he hunts. But now to the flaw of where is it? Um, I have, no, personality trait. I have pursued and immersed myself in the habits of my quarry so often that I have adopted some of their behaviors. And this, oh. this kind of also, like, plays into it as well. Maybe it is, like, this dragon and these things that he's hunting, like, he sees that they set traps. They do all of this stuff. And they, most, <laughs> at least in, in, like, how I like to plan out a large dragon and some of the older ones is that just like any other villain or bad guy, they don't want to get their hands dirty. 
They don't want yeah. to deal with the little like people and the little things and all these different like they see it as just another opportunity for them to potentially just get killed. They don't need to prove anything. They've they have all this stuff they're trying to protect and just live forever and like Yeah. So like they try and have other underlings and that's where it's like sometimes dragonborns do trace their history back to being descendants of dragons in some ways, just like kobolds or other things like so that could be why he doesn't trust them and like Yeah. So yeah, that I, I think that's cool. I think we're gonna go with a dragon then as the this big white whale. I mean it could even be yep. a white dragon. <laughs> it, it could be an ice white dragon. I like it as well. Like even though you mentioned that it is it, it is a cliche, one of my motivations for this character again was to make an approachable character. Yeah. So like Dungeons and Dragons, it mm-hmm. just makes sense that it's like whoever's playing this character, if it's your very first time, you're gonna learn about all the dragons of this game and it's just it's just a great way to immerse yourself. Yeah. And, and and even what you kind of said before, right? With uh, when we we're talking about appearance, and again, fit, fitting into, oh yeah, I think the, so. Our personality trait and his ideal could be one and the same. That he's adapted some of their behaviors, and oh, I want to display my trophies. And what you were saying about him replacing teeth, he could just take some of these dragon fangs and these dragon teeth, and then like he could put caps over his like bottom orc tusks of some sort yeah. that are dragon teeth that are longer and pointier and sharp like so he actually is making himself look more like a dragon <laughs> um, that would be sweet and i do really like the idea of him just like performing oral surgery and they're not caps okay so he just pulled <laughs> his teeth out and just shoved these giant dragon teeth into his own mouth yep we're okay. doing it okay because that's cool. fucking badass um do you think so the other thing too is like I'm trying to imagine. Is, is he slow? Actually, you know what? No. Maybe. Okay, you know what? Because it's, granted, we're in a magical land and we're talking about dragons right now, but it's sure. super unrealistic to just rip your teeth out and replace them. What if he filed his teeth okay. to be more sharp, like a dragon's? Okay. I think that's that's. I think that's a more realistic thing. And Sure. Yeah. So he, so he so he is it that it's just the tusks then that he he want because the thing I'm saying I'm I'm trying to get at is he he could just make them essentially like extensions. He could almost make like a a retainer or like a grill of some sort where it's like a cap over the top that he just puts into his own mouth that like or maybe it's a helm. Maybe it's like a, a big helm of some sort like a helmet that is the a dragon head, right? And like his tusks fill into the teeth. Or, or something, right, uh, of it. So, like, he files his tusks, and, and they're they're made ver- rather sharp. But the helmet that he wears is shaped like a dragon head, but instead of having dragon fangs in it, it's just his teeth or something. Does that make, like... Hmm, I like that idea. I do like that idea of a customized, like, headpiece that his teeth kind of go into. That's pretty sweet. Um, but I think I'm just going to stick with my first thought well i guess it's technically my second but I, he okay. filed his teeth down okay sure that works um so he's got filed teeth to be sharp like a dragon and then like every good adventurer in my opinion he's gonna has to have a scar on his face um okay. and i'm gonna say that he has a scar on his face that starts above his right eye and goes down to about his right cheekbone Okay. The other... Go ahead. I'm just talking as I type, sorry. Yeah. So, I mean, I like that. And now I think we want to kind of go into... So, with this village I got burned down, is everyone dead? Does he have anything to go back to? Um, no. 
No, Nothing he, to go back to. Okay. Everyone's dead. Everyone's dead, so he's trying to find this dragon. And so is that then when he goes off into the world and starts doing all of this research about being a monster hunter? Uh, I would or a dragon say... Hunter? S- yeah, I would say so. Okay. So that's what he's kind of been doing, and maybe then now when he's out in the world, he is trying to slowly just hunt and find more dragons, right? Like maybe he, he, he now realizes, okay, I need to find this dragon, but I'm not ready yet. I'm not to the point where I can take this out, so I'm trying to take on as many dragon contracts or hear, hear as many tales about dragons and try and hunt them down and find them and get better at killing dragons, going into their lairs, figuring out what they are, and just trying to immerse himself in in the idea, their their thought process and what dragons yes. do. Um, so that's probably what he's moving out there trying to trying to find. Like maybe what he found through all his research, and this is where this book can come in. Maybe he found this book that details these. Uh, uh, just some other adventurer that was hunting dragons as well, and uh, these you know descriptions and non of nonsensical uh, nonsensical creatures. Um, so I'll, I'll be honest with you, let you know that when I picked this uh, tr- this item, yeah. I kind of had it tied to the personality trait of I feel tremendous empathy for all who suffer. Okay, and I kind of want to think that this journal was written by a child. So maybe okay. it's all maybe the monsters and all that stuff within this journal aren't even real. They're just this innocence that was lost when the village was um, uh, burned down or whatever. Which is also why at the end of that description I wrote to remind myself no diction. So maybe we can just have this item but get rid of the part where it says but written with impressive diction. Okay. I like the idea of this being th- this journal symbolizing the loss of innocence. Because I'm a sucker for that shit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so this is kind of... He's the only person that survived this giant burning or destruction of his village. And when he was walking through the rubble, he found this journal of someone. Yeah. So, okay. So this is somebody, some child that was talking about adventures they wanted to go on. This is yeah. a child talking about all of these things. And okay. So it's, so it's not, it's not necessarily something that he's, a, okay. I like that. Um, and what that will kind of allow us to do then is as as a dm if if i hear that that means to me i can easily get this character hooked into any sort of mission or side quest or little one-off like thing by just having it be some sort of child that got yeah. taken or in danger or thing like, and because he's or a trying, little gnome like anyone under five foot, he's probably gonna have empathy for like. So so you can't defend yourself, you poor thing. I now I have to do it. Okay. Yeah. So he tries to <laughs> protect them, and that is like his like that that what that is what would maybe deter him or pull him off of this thing about you know the dragons because dragons also in themselves view especially the older they get. Everything is a child to them. Everything is beneath them. Everything is smaller than them. Everything yeah. is. And so maybe that just drives that point home even more the more he learns about dragons and seeing that they themselves are just bullies. They are these things that come in, take what they want, have no remorse for anything underneath them that is smaller than them. And he just sees that as something that it's just it's unfair. It can't be. I love done. it. Like, yeah. Um, okay. So do we want to have then... Um, 
as far as like allies and organizations? Do you have anything that pops out to you immediately? We don't really need to have anything. It could just be, you know, I don't know. He was spent. A, he went to the local library. <laughs> so I don't. So the one thing that does pop out to me because I don't want this character. Like we're gonna meet. Uh, I agree that we're gonna meet this character shortly after this catastrophe has happened. So he's not as well learned or learned, however you, whatever, in dragons quite yet. But I like the idea that the purpose of his village Mm -hmm. was that he, it was like a monster hunting village. They survived by selling pelts. Uh, They survived by going out into the wilderness in groups and trying trying to kill monsters. So I like, I want him to have some sort of knowledge of this world when we meet him. Okay. Um, How to deal with beasts, maybe how to navigate in the woods. Um, But now he has to take on this new, this bigger task. Um, And that's what he has to learn about. So I like the idea of him having some trophies maybe on him already. Maybe they're not super impressive. Um, Like maybe, I don't know, like an owl bear pelt or something. Yeah. He's got maybe one or two things from like the village. We can't believe we killed this. It was a big deal for them. Yeah. And now he's trying to take the next step to a full-blown dragon. Okay, so which is also which is also why I think the the journal plays into effect because it was this kid who wanted to grow up to get this monster hunting job within his village because that was the most respected job you could have. Okay, so with that, then how old do you think Omag is? Um, so half orcs can live quite a while. They reach adulthood at age fourteen, which is definitely young in human years. Um, they age that. pretty fast yeah. and rarely live longer than seventy five. Yeah. Um, so I want to put this character in his prime. I want to say he's early thirties. Okay. So he's, he's deep into being an adult. Um, and so you think this whole incident happened after he already has gone out and hunted some things himself and he's, he's already, um, experienced at least a little bit in hunting. So, yes. Um, with that, it allows us to not... So this this focus on dragons is new. And this this obsession with, with trying to find them will, will become what you as a character now, anytime you hear something that is new information to you. Um, what, what I would say then is maybe we don't have to... I, I would then implore, does the whole village have to be burnt down? Does everything need to be gone? Because I think it might be interesting... If one of the allies and organizations is some of the remaining parts of this village, like you know they're still trying to rebuild, and there's something that could be called in or or go back to if they're like, oh, you know, I, I don't know, there's a. I'm just trying to think. Like it, it would give you something for the character to fall back on if they need help to go do something or if they need a little bit more information about a specific monster that's not a dragon and we could still have him leave because to your point right like oh they've caught some beasts and things and bigger trophy like ideas but maybe they don't know anything about dragons maybe they were caught off guard by this dragon so he was like well i'm gonna go out and i'm gonna find this and find as much information as i can about dragons and hopefully find this dragon and bring it back here and like it, it, the whole thing could be burned down but i i again, speaking as a DM, <laughs> would like mm-hmm. to have a, a little bit of the background or stories because maybe they come out to you at some point and they need to come find you because they need help with something. They're like, okay, this, this you know, 
there's this big thing that's also now back in town and we're trying to rebuild and we don't have the resources. Did you like, I get that you're on this journey, but we need you here. And it could be this pull that is like, okay, well he's wanted back here, but he feels he needs to go out and find this dragon because of this journal, because of this thing from this child. And then the other thing I'll say is just to really make this journal hit even harder. Is it his kids? I was think I was asking myself that same question. Like I was thinking maybe it was a younger brother, someone who looked okay. up to him specifically. Okay. Um, I don't know if it has to be his kids, but I do like the idea of it being someone that he feels personally responsible for. Okay. Um, a blood relative of some sort. Well, I mean, it doesn't have to be necessarily a blood relative, it, it, but I like the idea that these stories and tales were written about him. So, it, it could just be a local. You know, maybe he's a local halfling kid or a local just whatever kid that also looked up to him and would just come around and be like, oh, my God, oh where'd you go today? Where'd you hunt? Like, oh, man, so cool. And, like, he would just be the kid that was always trying to tag along oh my God. and trying to, to be a part of. We're, we're, we're making a Disney movie right now. <laughs> but, the little annoying kid who ends up dying and yeah, yeah. motivating the character. Yeah. Um, and, <laughs> and, yeah, I think I, – because, I mean, that would give you – reason for him to leave the, the the town and the the hunting organization could still be ravaged and destroyed and maybe maybe he can come back to it at some point but he doesn't have to right now but he's going out there because he it's too it's too much for him to be back in this area knowing that everything he did have is is was gone and i mean i think it'd be fun even if he maybe continues writing in this journal then right like yeah and and ex- explaining the different stuff that happens, but that's yeah, that, that's just my thoughts. So, what do you, what are your, what are you thinking about this village? So, I like the thoughts that you've had. My biggest concern is that if um, this person that wrote the journal is directly attached to Omog, that you're going to make me name that little bastard. <laughs> no, you don't. You don't have to name the kid. <laughs> um, I mean, he might write his name in the journal, but it, it won't matter. I mean, it can be whatever name. Um, but <laughs> if that's your biggest concern with it, um, I don't think that's that's that big of a deal. Um, I was just trying to fill the area of potential allies and organizations of something that yeah. he might be able to call on if he needs help or if just who knows. Um, and just as a so plot I, hook type thing. I, yeah, I do like what you're saying. And I do like the plot hook. So I'm going to ask you one more question before I make a decision. Okay. Um, if it comes back to me, it was important. It was about this. I'm the worst. Um, Are you drawing a blank? I am. You should try That's... drawing something else. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> well, okay, so um, if it comes back to you, let me know. But let's just go through real quick then and make sure with this story, the personality traits, bonds, and ideals all line up, right? Uh, yep. I feel a tremendous, tremendous empathy for all who suffer. Yep. Fits in with the kid. Oh, I remember. I remember. Okay. Okay, so how... Do you think that early 30s is too young for maybe him to be, like, the top monster hunter? And that's why he was looked up to, and he feels a lot of responsibility that a monster snuck up on their village. Because he was, like, the one that gets the group together. He's like, all right, today we're going to go out and hunt this. And he's always developing the plan for Mm -hmm. the younger, up-and-coming monster hunters. Or do you think early 30s is a good age for that responsibility? I, I don't know if that necessarily... It's not necessarily too young. We could make him older, and that could make it, you know, more interesting. As like maybe if he is in his forties or fifties, he could be the the Donald Glover from Lethal Weapon, the "I'm getting too old yeah. for this shit" um, type. <laughs> um, but I mean, 
it depends how you want to play it. Does, is he the prodigy? Is he somebody that you know killed his first owl bear when he was twelve, and everyone just from then knew he was going to be great? Or do you want it to be where he's no, he's seasoned and grizzled, and so he's you know he is in his late fifties to the point where he was getting ready to not have to keep going out and doing this, and so that's why. I mean, it, I like that a lot. Either you know makes that. sense. He's in his early fifties, okay. um, which also I which I think then will tie into his second flaw which is where Avarice gets the better of me from time to time, swelling my anger at the negotiating table. He knows what his skills are worth. Yeah. And if he feels he's trying to be undercut, it's like, I don't have time for this bullshit. Unless you're going to give me a real offer, I'm walking out the door. Yeah. So I like I like old man Omag. Old man Omag. Old man Omag. <laughs> I like it. So we're um, making that change. He's going to be in his early 50s, and okay. he was looking to retire soon. Yeah. But now he feels he has a vendetta he's got to oh, cleanse yeah. himself of. Oh, we got again coming back to old man Logan too a little bit with yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so the one thing too I will say about the ad are we, are we deciding it's adverse ad ad adverse avarice greed yes the one thing I'll say about that is just remember that it is greed. It's not necessarily that he he he's like feels undervalued it is that he wants more right and i mean that that could just come in and how it uh, an explanation for that that could be a rather good one is he's trying to send stuff back to this hunting village or this this place that got destroyed is like he needs more for them and maybe he never had to negotiate really before because if he's the one that goes out and hunts and does all does all this he probably just brings the shit back and then somebody else sells it and does whatever and he's not used to having to interact with the the sales end of it and now that he's out on his own and he's trying to barter for himself he's realizing that people don't value him as much and he's like well i need this money though i need this gold because it all goes back to something else so yeah it's not i don't think i don't think it's that he people should constantly be underselling him it's that he he needs the gold for these other reasons um okay cool and then yeah, so we got old man, old mug. So that feels a tremendous empathy. Maybe, maybe the thing too is maybe why this kid or this person that wrote this journal, this kid that wrote this journal, hit so much with him is that he's the classic type too that never had time for a family, never settled yeah. down, never had anyone. So this was his like kind of like adopted son that was somebody else's kid. And maybe that kid's parents are still alive, right? Maybe those that they didn't die and just the kid did. And he feels bad that he couldn't protect their son or their kid or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Um, but yeah, that, okay, cool. I like that. And then what's the next personality trait? Uh, I have pursued and immersed myself in the habits of the court. Yeah, so that I think that's an overarching of the campaign type thing that if you want to use, he just slowly becomes a more dragon-like individual. And when yeah. I say that, I don't mean necessarily in appearance. It's the, he's isolated. He's conniving. He's constantly trying to think three to four steps ahead of whatever it is that he's... he's Not just what he's hunting, but in life. He keeps mm-hmm. himself distant from people. Whereas, sure, you know, he has the bond of my, my hunter allies are my friends and family and they're my own flesh and blood, and I'll never abandon them. I'll never leave them. But he doesn't let them close. He doesn't yeah. let them in. Like, he, he believes his isolation is his strength. Um and that's where, again, I think that slowly happens the more he learns about dragons. He feels he needs to become more like them. Um, my Hunter Alley, yep, we talked about that. Trophies I like displayed. It, I'm, I'm just, uh, yeah. Uh, is there anything else you want to try to talk about before we get into rolling this, play, pl- role-playing this out? 
No, I think this is I think this is good. Um, there are a lot of questions that we've asked that are I think important to flesh out from a DM and player perspective. Sure, I think they're good conversations to have to build yeah. them into the campaign that the DM is putting on. Yeah, um, and then I think we have a lot to work here, work with here, to progress this character over time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, within a campaign, which mm-hmm. I think is yeah. important. And the motivate we've got a lot of things here that can change it, like what he's trying to do at any given moment, and I think that's fun. Yeah, and I, I love the name Old Man Old Mog. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, okay, cool. Well, so then uh, for this, when we move into the role playing aspect, um, I'm assuming just anything or anything about dragons or potentially finding. I mean, do we even? I mean, <laughs> for allies and organizations. If I'm a DM, I would allow this, but again, talk to your DMs about it. Do we want to have someone that came with him from his from his hunting like thing, just as like a little like sidekick type thing that doesn't necessarily have its own class or is by any means like useful, but could just be an NPC. Or maybe this could even be where if you are looking to have a friend, you're also starting a campaign with having another character that came with him from this hunting village, right? Um, that you, because I'm just trying to think, okay, if he goes out doing all of this, he could have somebody else. And the, and the whole time, too, as we were talking about this, the other class that really stuck out to me was Ranger, um, which is a more tracking, hunting-based, like, but it's more from range, usually. I mean, you can yeah. do more upfront stuff, but they're more, like, they're the Legolas of the, <laughs> of, gotcha. of the campaign, unless of a Gimli. Um, but... Yeah, I was just thinking like that that could be interesting too if if that's a way you want to tie in back to this is having either an NPC or somebody that came with him when they're now going out and searching for this information because it's I was going to say he's trying to probably build a hunting party, right? He's probably trying to find dragon experts. So that might be what he's looking for when he enters this tavern. Yeah, I mean, I'll touch on that real quick. I do think that's interesting and I think that that is something that someone who might want to take this character into a campaign one should discuss with their DM. And then maybe like let's say let's say me and you for example before I ever played D and D you had been in a handful of campaigns you've been doing it for a little while this could be the introduction to um, getting your friend to join like listen I'm gonna play this character and we're gonna create a secondary character that directly ties you to me so that you can play off of me and kind of learn yeah. the game yeah. in the game yeah. you know well um, so I think that's that'd be cool so so you're, have. so you're saying this would be the character for your new friend Omag is. Or, yes, oh, I think the character. I think this character would be for the new friend because it'd be it's easy. It, it can be easy to play this character as a man of few words. Mm-hmm. So if you're not really comfortable yet role playing, maybe you're not comfortable doing a voice quite yet, and really like just immersing yourself, you can play this character and not say much. And then the person who's a little more comfortable, a little more uh, you know laid back in the world, can just be your like sidekick. Is always add like you know talking you up. Like you'll say something rude, and it'll be like, oh, that's just Omog. He's just cranky, you know, like, um, it grounds you a little bit. Yeah. And I, and I think that'd be fun because again, this character is a badass and has the potential to be the leader of the group and be somebody, but also like they don't have to, they don't have to be. And like, maybe it's just, they, they are so, uh, resolute in what they want to find and what they want to do that everything else, you know, just, just pales in comparison to it. Um, so yeah, that, that could, that could be an interesting way to look at taking that. So, but for our purposes in, in role playing, I think just in general, he's trying to find potentially 
dragon experts or information about dragons or people that might be wanting to go out and just start hunting uh, yes. for, for dragons, I'm assuming. Yep, I agree. I'm ready to play this guy if you are. We find ourselves back at the CD Tavern. Um, every week it's getting better. They're doing renovations around here. Uh, it's definitely a lot more well lit now. There's no one on the stage right now because it's kind of you know mid-afternoon, so it's kind of just like the lunch rush that's, that's kind of coming in from the local places. Um, the floor isn't as sticky as before. There's no one passed out at the bar, but there are you know a few casual conversations uh, between people. You see a gnome talking to a, a half-elf over there. It seems like they're having some kind of discussion just about trade um and then there's a few people at the at the booths uh further in the back that are just enjoying a, a, a midday mead and uh some lunch uh and then you come up to the counter where you see a more portly looking uh half elf that is uh working behind the bar just kind of cleaning it all right um and then omog is at the bar um to reminder of the appearance he's got uh he has already filed his teeth slightly to be shaped like a dragon, so they are not quite the orc tusks that you're used to seeing on this big brooding 6'5 half-orc. Um, he's got a green pigment to his skin, um, but it's not a, it's not very prominent. It's, a, it's, a, it's slight. Um, he's got a scar on his face. He's uh, He looks older. You can see in his skin um, that he's got some wrinkles. He's got some life in his eyes. Um, he's wearing an owl bear uh, made cloak, and the boots that he is wearing have scales on them. You don't know what kind they are, but they are definitely also handmade um, from a creature. So he walks up to the bar, and uh, he sits down and uh, leans onto the bar and goes, uh, Bartender. Oh, yes, hello. How, how are you doing this evening? I'm doing... I've been better. Oh, well, you look like you've come from quite a long way. You, That's quite the cloak you have on. Uh, would you like a mead or, or uh, some food, potentially? I would like some food, please. Well, well, all right. Well, we have some brisket as well as we have eggs and bacon and some good loaf bread in the back. What, what, what are you feeling? Something more like a snack? All of it. All of it is in one I'll take a brisket and eggs and sausage and the bread. Oh, oh, all right. Well, do you you want a mead while you wait for that? No drink. Must keep my wits about me. Well, well, we also have some juices. We have some fresh-squeezed orange juice. I'm fine. Thank you. All right. Well, I'll go into the back and tell them about this. He leaves. Thank you. And then uh, you're kind of just now up there at the bar next to the halfling and elf that are over there discussing, and then he kind of comes back over, checks in on them, and then just, uh, yeah, kind of just there now behind the bar. Sure. Yes. Have, might you have a room that I can... Stay in tonight. Uh, yeah, I, I believe we have someone leaving this evening. We've been getting rather full lately. We've been well, kind of turning the place around. But yeah, there should be somewhere you can stay. 
Thank uh, you. How, how long are you looking to stay for? Hopefully not long. Looking for my next opportunity. Oh, what is it that you do? I rid this world of all manners of creature. But what, what do you mean by rid and creature? There are lots of different types of creatures. If it must go, it goes. I don't ask questions. Who, uh, how, how do you decide, decide what goes and what needs to go? That seems rather like a thin line. Based on what it's done, the stories surrounding it, if it's done evil and caused harm, it has to go. Are you, are you just talking about beasts, or are you also potentially talking about like bounties and, and people that are, are wanted by like the king? I'm talking beasts. I have no time for bounties unless that person, so to speak, isn't really a person. Well, a few weeks ago, there was an individual that came into here that was quite the swindler. And, well, he he got me, rather, in, in, a, in, a, in a huff, and I'm sure there's somebody out there that would like him dead. He plays all sorts of games and just made it very confusing, and I don't know what he is, but he definitely had quite the tongue about him. Hmm. We'll come back to that. Doesn't sound like it's what I'm really looking for. I'm just saying, if you happen to wanted to kill someone, I wouldn't... I'm looking for... I'm also looking for knowledge. Oh? Do you know anyone around here that is a... Learned in the way of beasts well, and creatures. Well, it depends. What are you trying to know? We're more of, like, a, a larger city, so there's always someone around here that knows something. Um, but we do have, you know, different types of people that specialize and different types of, like, uh, what do you call it? If there's an infestation of some sort... And they'll just come in and, like, exterminate it. So I guess, like, type of, like, exterminators. Or, like, if there's a lot of mice or rats or something running around. Do I look like an exterminator to you? I, I meant no offense. I'm just I'm talking about dragons. Do you oh. or any of your patrons happen to know anything about dragons? Uh, and as you say the word dragons, the bar kind of goes a little quiet, and everyone kind of now just turns and looks like, well, well, no, we haven't really seen any dragons around here in, well, quite quite a long time. I, I, uh, I'm, I'm sure there's there's some information up in the, the higher districts in, in those areas about when we were attacked by dragons back long, long ago, but dragons don't really come around this part of the world. Well, I hate to burst your bubble, but they're back, and I need to eliminate them. What do you, what do you mean? Uh, well, that, that sounds like something you should definitely take up then with the, like the city guard and let them know that potentially... Where, where, where are you from? Where, 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 you're not from Podcastria, are you? I'm from a village far away. 
The details of it don't matter, but I've heard that these dragons can look like people. Is that true? I, I, I don't, I don't know. I, 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 I've never really interacted with a dragon or all the people I talk to. I've assumed just are people. Well, uh, you've assumed wrong. Your naivety upsets me. You could have cost lives by not realizing what you've been dealing with. Do you understand that? How, how would I even know? How do you go about finding this out? Why, what makes you think that people could be dragons? That's what I'm trying to learn. Do you know anyone or anywhere that can help me so that we cannot get caught empty-handed again? Again? I, I, would, I, I would implore you to look at going... I don't... Well, we... You have me in quite the huff. I, I know nothing of stuff like this, and people come in here of all different descents, but we're not really on the higher end of the city. That seems like the type of knowledge and information that you would want to talk to more historian-like people and knowledge of, of magic and arcane-type nature. I, I'm a simple barkeep, and... Uh, I don't... I'm going to go check on your food. Listen, hold on. What? Hold on. Just calm down. I'm sorry. I thought you could handle this information, and I've misjudged, and I apologize. All I'm saying is that you need to keep your wits about you. You never know, never know who might walk through those front doors. Well, and that's... That's what I'm saying. I know... A lot of people come through here, and we've had a lot of people from out of the city. I mean, we're a tavern. People come and they go, and... If... If... What you say is true... I... I don't know what I can do about it. And that makes me uncomfortable. But there are people in this city, and even that frequent this tavern, that are adventurous and not opposed to going out of their way to try and rid the world of some of this evil that you speak. So, there's there's a man that comes in sometimes that looks to be more learned. I don't, I don't know, really. I haven't really discussed dragons with him because no one talks about such awful things. But, uh, I, I believe his name is Gerald. And, uh, if you're staying here for a few days, I can make a note, and if he ever comes in again, I, I, I'll, I'll give him your information. Well, what is it that you said your name was? My name is Omog. All right. Well, Omog, if, what, what is it you're trying to do for, with these, about these dragons? It's simple. Kill them. And you plan on doing that alone? I plan on doing that by whatever means necessary. Well, what I would then... And I, 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 I can pass along your information to him. And if he has any connections of any magical sort, I don't know. I just know he comes in and he looks nice. He looks like a better dressed individual than most of the people that come in here. So he might be able to help get you into some 
higher ends of the city, or perhaps the information you have, he'll find useful as well. So that's, that's, that's all I can offer for you. And you can stay here and ask some of the patrons around the bar as well, if they know anything. But I, I would ask you don't go about scaring anybody the way you rattled me. I'll do my best, but I can't really predict how information's going to be received. I'm not one to dance around a topic. Well, then maybe just talk about a different topic. Dragons are scary. Dragons are... Uh, dragons are the things of nightmares, and they can destroy things that take a very long time to bring back and just... I I hope whatever ails you, you can find a different way to potentially resolve it without having to go around and horrify this normal people. If words are terrifying to you and these people, then you are not prepared for what desolation these dragons can bring. You know, your brisket's probably done. I'm going to go and uh, get, get that. <laughs> you do that. Just kind of scampers away. <laughs> I look over to my right, and I look at the halfling. Are they looking at me? Yeah, they're both shooting kind of like side. Like, they've stopped talking and are now just trying to hear hear the rest of your conversation. What do you want? Well, nothing. Just, uh, couldn't help but over here. Hmm. And I, I face back to across the bar and stop acknowledging them. <laughs> All right. Um, is there anything else you want to try and get out in this? No, I think that's it. Yeah. He's a, oh man. He's an intense <laughs> fucking character. Jesus. <Jeez. laughs> I was debating on asking you like how much this all is going to cost. And I'm like, oh, I'm low on coin. Do you have any jobs that I could yeah. do? And that would kind of like segue into starting a small yeah. little adventure. But Well, and that's, and that's where it's, <laughs> it's, it's, it's one where it's like, again, in, in these role plays, I think it's just to, to see how they handle normal conversation. Because you can take a lot from that. And just really, like, it doesn't necessarily need to have that end goal of like, I need this or I need this thing. Or, you know, like when we did Maurice, it's like, oh, I need a job and I want to get this thing. And oh, cool. Now I did it. Like. Within this, I mean, there could be any character the DM decides to bring in here that, you know, you clearly stand out a little bit as someone from outside of town and definitely seem useful. So someone would at least want to ask something of you um, yeah. or even those two people sitting next to you. Maybe they had a job. Maybe they're going. I mean, I as far as if you wanted to conversate with them, my plan was just that they were, you know, two people that had a trade route that maybe needed some help moving something from point A to point B. Um, and that, that could be something too, because you clearly have heft <laughs> to you <laughs> and it just be, then becomes, you know, okay, well what makes Omog want to do this? What makes him? Yeah. Like, um, and yeah. And that's where it's just kind of building out the, the different, because as much as, yeah, sure. He wants to hunt dragons and do these things as, as much as the name might imply that it's all about Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons and Dragons has a lot. <laughs> there's not yes. just Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> so there's going to be different side things that will all kind of build up to him eventually fighting his white whale. <laughs> yes. That is a dragon. White whale! <laughs> um, but yeah, no, that was fun. That was... That was fun. I, I was constantly intimidated. 
<laughs> nice. That's good to hear. Did I'm you, glad to hear that. You, Thank you. Did you a great compliment. Did you like the little reference back to Sir and how I, I did. <laughs> I did. I was going to maybe inquire about that more. Because um, Sir could totally be a dragon. Like, they would totally, totally make good. <laughs> Sorry, for people that didn't listen to Can you to become ours. a dragon? <laughs> no. I mean, it's not as a dragon, so sure. Anyone can. <laughs> you can do freaking anything. Um, but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, anyone that hasn't listened to the Sir episode, that was. That was I just played the same guy. I just played the same bartender that was yep. like, and he's not happy with Sir. He does not like him. He's not necessarily going to put a bounty on him and hope he dies. But he's like, hey, if you want to go kill someone, this is a guy. Um, yeah. <laughs> this guy was an <laughs> asshole. I won't lose sleep over this. You know, if you wanna. <laughs> the bartender, classic chaotic neutral. <laughs> oh, they're totally. Oh wait, no, no matter what they are, they're neutral about it. You gotta be to be a bartender. Yeah, but all right. Yeah, that was fun. That was good. Uh, old old man, old mog. Feels like a fun character to, to just pick up, and I think it's a little bit more complex than a normal first character, just with the background levels of it. But yeah. as far as when being able to be useful in a battle situation or helping with something, even with that that crazy high charisma in RP, if you have to intimidate someone or persuade someone or do anything RP wise, that crazy high charisma is going to help. Yes, um, it will. And and. Yeah, that that's. I, I think this would be easy enough for someone to pick up. And again, if you just want it to be, he is obsessed with dragons. Fine, there you go. That's a super little thing. Anything with dragons that he wants to do, he's constantly trying to get back to that, and that can just be your RP uh, yep. part of it. So, all right. Well, yeah, you, can, you can you can always scrap the things that we put out. Like if it's too oh, yeah. much for you, if you feel like it's hard yeah. to juggle these things, yeah. there's no heart. There's no you know. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you know, just well, scrap some things and make it make it your own. Yeah, yeah, and that's why we definitely encourage you to pick up this, you know, player sheet that we'll put up on our social media, and just let us know what you'd like from it, and what you think worked, and what you think didn't work. And also, you know, reach out to us on social media and, or via email and let us know what you would change or what you think we did wrong and makes no sense at all, um, and what you would have done with it. Um, our email is rngpc uh, podcast at gmail.com and then on social media we are at rng underscore pc that is on twitter instagram and facebook uh yeah that's that's awesome where you can reach out to us and then also we described this character we're getting better at <laughs> coming up with little character uh, uh visuals so yes if, if anyone wants to just even draw stick figures <laughs> of these people we will definitely in- Follow and share those because those are always fun to see what somebody takes of uh, the things that we're creating. Oh, yeah, we'll absolutely share those. And then if you ever have any suggestions of some predetermined characteristics that you want to try to challenge us with, or maybe it's an uh, idea that you've been playing around with but you haven't been able to connect the dots on your own, feel free to send those our way and we will gladly try to help you as best that we can and create uh, something based off of user suggestions yeah i mean even like this week nate brought in you know all of this wanting to be this badass big harley type person and then the dice just kind of were like nope he's gonna be more charismatic and yeah we we had to pivot but it works and it still makes sense and that's where it's again those stats if you want to change them and make them more strong and physically like driven go ahead it's fine it's fun Thunders and dragons it's all made up at the end of the day all that matters <laughs> is that you're having fun so yeah well, we dance. We dance on the line of um, you know being like the rules are made up and the points don't matter. Yes, yes. It <laughs> Attached, is. Trademark, <laughs> not ours. Yeah, but like I said, especially when there's so much other 
shit going on in the world. It's always nice to have somewhere else to go and escape. So don't put confines on yourself in that world. Let it be fun and open. And the main thing is that with the group of people you play with, because Dungeons and Dragons will always be about bringing people together. Make sure you're all on the same page. Make sure you're all having yep. fun with it and that you all agree on what you're, what you're trying to do to some extent. And then just roll dice and hopefully you kill some dragons. Yep. <laughs> but, be open to change. Be flexible. And who knows what you'll discover about yourself and your character. Yeah, take big risks. Be afraid. Be scary. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's it for us. Uh, we'll be back here next week. Uh, you got anything else, Nate? Uh, that's all, folks. <laughs> all right. Well, you guys uh, keep rolling and keep playing. We'll see you next time. Stay safe.